Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today, we're doing a long-awaited pep talk and uh, with Dr. Elizabeth Yerth in just, just a second. I want to kind of s- set the table. Um, so everybody wants to be out there today and be a peptide expert. And uh, the trend is to do shows with lots of peptide information so you can show that, oh, you just know... Everything about peptides. This is a very competitive uh, area right now today. But it's an area that I have the great uh, luxury of having uh, been at the tip of the spear since around 2006. When we talked about things like uh, uh, GHRP6 and, of course, growth hormone and uh, IGF-1. And so... I, I want to do things a little different with the pep, pep talk. I could go through the the dictionary of peptides and name the names and say, it's good for this, it's good for that. And that, that seems to be the trend right now. But I like to do deep dives because quite often when you do some deep dives, you not only learn a lot more, but you realize that you can help a lot more people with this. And today's peptide is, is one of those because it shows the ability to truly treat, not mask the symptoms, but truly treat uh, neuropathy, neuropathies of all types, whether they be uh, the types of uh, neuropathy that cause fibromyalgia patients to feel that that life-derailing pain, or diabetics who have peripheral neuropathy and their feet hurt all the time, to people who are now starting to lose motor ability because the neuropathy is getting so bad. Um, today's peptide may represent the first and only uh, therapy that fixes the problem. And now let's get on with it, Dr. Elizabeth Yerth. How you doing, Betsy? I'm great, Carl. Thank you so much for having me. This is a really exciting peptide, right? There's lots of sexy peptides. Oh, IGF-1 builds muscle and, you know, uh, 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 AOD-9604 may make you lose weight. I, I know why people have no success with it, but that comes from my bodybuilding years. But, you know, we have all these sexy peptides and then all of a sudden one comes along that actually addresses a major area of chronic illness in our population. And this is it. Yeah, exactly. I love the way you started this podcast because... You know, I can really get on any night now, and I try and stay abreast of the podcasts that are being put out there and try and see what all the information that's being spread, some of which is good and some of which is not. But everybody is getting on there now and getting on this bandwagon of peptides. And, you know, and there's podcast after podcast that's just through, you know, vomited up 25 different peptides, and people are like, oh, I guess I need that and that and that and that. And nobody is really getting to the heart of, you know, why do we really want these in our lives? Because ultimately, you know, it's not simply, I, I love that we can build muscle and we can have harder erections and you can do all of this stuff. But ultimately what, you know, my passion is as a physician and, you know, and I think yours is actually to sort of change the world for people who, whose lives are kind of debilitated. And this is a peptide that's going to allow us to do that. It's yeah. going to allow us to treat people and not just people who are debilitated. I mean, you and I were talking about that. We both have some peripheral neuropathy issues and, you know, tons of people are just walking around going, well, I guess it is what it is. So my feet are a little more numb. And no reason for it. We're healthy. And and we've just said that is the way it is. And so I think there's so many people out there who can be helped by this. And for us to deep dive into this and really show people what we can do, that's where the future is going to be. It's not going to be on this, you know, saying, oh, everybody needs growth hormone. It's, tan. It's, it's, I want more tan. I want to be tanner. I want, and mulatto yeah. tan, too. I want to be tanner. You know, you know, so, you know, so this is, we all want that, but we really need to focus on where these peptides are going to take us and our ability to actually make people's lives so much better. So the estimates 
of uh, people in our population that suffer from what is classified specifically as peripheral neuropathy runs between 7 and 12%, depending on who you talk to. Um, The number of women, specifically, because this strikes women more often, that suffer from fibromyalgia goes anywhere from four to 21%, depending on who you're looking at. Uh, and so the, the vast number of these disorders affected by nerve degradation really either go unreported, undiagnosed, or just attributed to age. Oh, well, yeah, you know, my heart rhythm's changing. Everybody's got my, my uh, mitral valve prolapse today. Everybody's got PVCs. Everybody's got uh, arrhythmias, my, uh, 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 idiopathic uh, AFib. Everybody, you know, and w- you know what? I'm a schmuck. I mean, you know, I'm I, 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 I'm just a guy who is fascinated by all this stuff. I don't understand why more people in the medical community aren't looking and going. Why the f is this? Why does everybody have sleep apnea? Why does and I think sleep apnea is tied to this. I'm going to tell you as we get into this. Uh, why aren't people going instead of just trying to cure this? Why don't we try to find a way to plug the hole? I'm going to take that a step farther because I have the belief that maybe you know chronic pain is a whole lot bigger problem than just the, the group of peripheral neuropathy. There's all types of chronic pain. We start to think of chronic back pain. I, you know, I, I, I specialize in spine and in my orthopedic practice. And you know, chronic back pain is it, it's the bane of our existence. And and people who have chronic sciatic pain and things like that. Well, I'm going to lump all of that into a a neuropathic type of pain, that chronic pain that we can't get a handle on, which is why we treat it with things like ketamine or um, you know or things that are working like gabapentin. So we're working on, we're trying to work on, we know this is some kind of neurologic disorder. So chronic pain is not simply just that, oh, you hurt your back. There's a, you know, there's a lot of people with degenerative discs. Why do some of them have pain, some not? I think this is a neuroinflammation problem. That's exactly what this peptide is geared to do. So peripheral neuropathy may be, you know, one or two out of every 10 people. Chronic pain affects as many as 40% of the population. Well, and, and, and I would argue that 90% of the population who's over 40 is starting to suffer from degradation of the nervous system. And, yeah. you know, anybody who's, I'm 61 years old, so I remember cars that had wiring harnesses that were serviceable, like my, my, my uh, Triumph GT6. It had this, this silly little problem. If I turned right really, really, while I was going really, really fast, something shifted and leaned against a wire that had worn out, and the dielectric failure caused a short, and my lights would go on and off. And I just lived with it. But our bodies start to display some of these same things. If you notice um, that you feel a buzzing in your legs, in your hands, uh, people complain about buzzing. If you have subjective tremor, you say to your doctor, I'm right. shaking, but, and your doctor holds your hands, goes, you're not shaking. That's subjective tremor. If you start getting any of these spooky little things, your wire harness in your body is starting to wear out. It's, start, it's starting to malfunction. And that may sound, well, not such a big deal because, oh, I, I can live with that. But that also is going to screw up the way your kidneys function, your heart functions, your brain functions. The, the wiring harness in our body is what facilitates every effing thing we do, whether we pay attention to it or we don't. Exactly. So it, you know, all kind of goes down to, you know, as we get to the discussion of how this, this peptide ERA290 works, is that when we have an injury and we're getting chronically injured, right, there's little injuries going on all day long, you touch something sharp or you burn yourself or you overwork the gym. But but our body has this inflammatory process that's designed to be there to help save us, right? To help heal the injury. And that inflammatory process should be accelerated and then dampened back down. Where this probably emanates from is the dampening down doesn't occur properly. So instead of inflammation coming up and we see this elevation of interleukin 10 and tumor necrosis factor alpha and all these things, they get elevated instead of interleukin 10 and things coming down to bring them back down, they just stay elevated. 
And that cascade, that inflammatory cascade, now feeds off into other cells. And we think that's what begins this whole process of neural damage. It's, you know, this microglial activation. It's this inflammatory cascade at the nerve level that now doesn't stop. And once that just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, now you're suffering ongoing nerve damage and ongoing chronic pain and numbness and weakness and everything that we just discussed. And so what the ERA290 is doing is it's coming in to shut down that inflammatory process. And, and cause it to resolve. Exactly. It's, it's, it's actually, so we've talked about resolvins on the show over and over again because there are some aspects of omega-3 fatty acids that, uh, so, so there's two ways that people address pain, three. One is to confuse the brain and not think it feels pain anymore. And mm-hmm. these kind of drugs tend to be the most harmful. Gabapentin, things like this, Cymbalta. These drugs are horrible because uh, effectively what they so, – so if you told me your hand hurt and I came over and stomped on your foot, your hand wouldn't hurt anymore because your focus would be the pain in your foot. So what these drugs do – is they just kind of disassociate pain entirely from where it's coming from, but you have this general sense of malaise. You just don't feel good. Horrible, horrible drugs. Right. Uh, the, the other thing is, like NSAIDs, just shut off inflammation. Just shut it off. Corticosteroids, right. just shut off inflammation. This is not good. It's this not a good not- thing, right. The inflammation is there to heal us. Yes, it's So, and, and the third class are resolvins, which we know omega-3s tend to fall into, some curcumoids fall into. Well, mm-hmm. this peptide appears to be a super powerful resolvin because it, uh, it activates uh, these ligands that uh, trigger the actual healing process. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's basically an analog of erythropoietin, but unlike erythropoietin, which most of your athletes who are watching your show are familiar with, it's a different form. So it's a tissue paracrine erythropoietin, so it's not having the cardiovascular effects, the kidney effects. It's working on the tissue. And it's probably what happens is when we have an injury, we have an upregulation of this erythropoietin that actually activates this innate repair receptor. And that's a really, you know, that's an important part of this process of, of beginning to dampen the inflammatory cascade. So what, so, so when this tissue is damaged, when the erythropoietins are released, we get these paracrine influences. So, so what we're doing with the ERA290, which is basically, it's kind of a, um, a three-dimensional model of, the, of this fragment of erythropoietin that, that basically activates this innate repair receptor, and we begin this whole repair process. Right. Uh, and, you know, and stop the inflammatory process that's causing the ongoing degradation of nerve cells. So it, you're right, it's curing the problem, it's stopping it in its tracks, and then allowing our body to heal. So let's talk a little bit about the results of uh, some of the research that was uh, done over at the Cleveland Clinic by uh, Dr. Daniel uh, Collier, uh, to right. give him the appropriate... Uh, so these are, these, are, these are from the slide presentation he did uh, after doing... Um, so the first thing that they showed, we just talked about, the different different approaches to... Uh, treating uh, small fiber uh, uh, damage. Hold on a second. I, I'm I'm going to get good at this. I promise. This this one here actually showed in a rodent, and then we're going to we have human uh, as well. This one here actually showed in a rodent model that the uh, the dark green is the a nerve injury, and on the right side after the sabinitide was applied, and that's the name of the 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 uh, peptide. You can see how much of the nerve injury went away. That whole area got nice and dark. And this was one of the uh, slides that led to uh, their desire to do the uh, DOSARA study. And uh, let's, so let's talk about that study. Let's talk about dosing and let's talk about what the, uh, what the outcome was. So, so this was um, a, you know, the best study we have, which is a double plot blind placebo controlled study, you know, to look at at this drug and right. in the phase one scan. So this drug, I think people don't know this, you know, so ERA290 is actually by the company Aaron Pharmaceuticals was proposed as a drug as cybenetide, you know, a while ago and, and has just been sort of stuck up in the whole FDA process. So like a lot of things, we're just, you know, sitting around for waiting for a drug that's already been proven safe, that's already been proven effective, and yet is stuck up and, you know, and people can't, can't get it. Right. Um, so I think this study population was, what, 60 patients, 65 yes. patients? Yes, um, yes, 
you know, and, and, they, and, and, and one got a placebo, one got one milligram a day for 28 days, the other one got four milligrams a day for 28 days and eight milligrams eight for, milligrams. A day for, for 28 days. Right. And they, they showed here, I've got some good slides here. I, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to make this flow nicely here. So this, this, uh, this particular slide showed the actual uh, relevance in its ability to increase new nerve fibers to grow. Right. Uh, the the one in the left, I don't know if you can see it clearly, uh, Betsy, but that was the one that was done on corneal. The one on the right was done on tissue in general, skin. It was skin tissue, and you right. can see the. It was much more dramatic in the skin tissue uh, than it was in the corneal tissue. But both of them had significant oh, changes. Right. There was still. I, mean, I don't know if you have the slide from his lecture where he showed the. The corneal tissue, and you can see all the new nerve fibers. Yeah, I have it. Hold on, hold on. I get it. I actually, uh, we didn't plan this, everybody. I just kind of did this at the last minute, so it's going to be a little awkward. But yeah, this is it right here. There it is. Yeah. So, so right. So this is great. This is the corneal nerve fibers, and on the left side is the normal tissue. On the right is after is you know is a damaged corneal nerve fibers. You can see there's there's no fibers left. These are all these little tiny damaged nerve fibers. This is what happens. This is in the cornea, but this happens in your fingers. It happens in your toes. It's all your peripheral tissues. Those little tiny tiny nerve fibers just are killed off. I think these were in sarcoidosis patients, but you know this happens in a lot of different diseases. It happens in diabetic retinopathies. Um, and so and then on the right is after they treated these patients with the ERA 290 and, uh, after a 28-day course. And you can see, not normal, but significantly. I mean, you know, yeah, you can see. So what you basically see is, is you see new nerves sprouting. Right. All new nerves that are grown. And, 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 th and the skin was even more uh, uh, impressive because the skin uh, tissue that was uh, used saw an even denser accumulation of new nerves. So th th this is, you know... It, it, two different types of tissue. One of them, corneal, is very hard to get nerves to right. regenerate in. That's why they use that because if you could do in that, and sure right. enough, in the skin it was even better. Right. It was even so better. Yeah, this is amazing. We don't have anything, you know, in our armoritarium right now that would do this. We, you know, we can we can give give you all those drugs that you pointed out and say, well, I hope this helps with your pain, and and it works in about thirty percent of people. So a smaller of people that helps with their pain. It's doing nothing to fix their problem. So here we have a drug that's not only, I mean, this is great, but also correlated to reduction in pain. Yes. And they showed that. They actually showed side by side the one, four, and eight milligram a day for 28-day right. patients, and their pain scores were more dramatic. In fact, they did. I hope I put it up here. Hold on a second. Let me just see if I have this slide. Um they did a six-day walking. I may not have got it in here. Uh, yes. So, so they did a, a six-minute walk test. And these are people who couldn't walk any longer because their peripheral neuropathy was so bad. Wow, that now, that. It, now it was causing motor uh, challenges. And I know what mm -hmm. this feels like because I have some of that um, awkwardness sometimes, I feel. And I know what it's like. They, they showed... They the, the 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 people on the left improved their six minute walk test and had no pain or little pain. One woman right. stepped up and said that she hasn't been able to go to the mall in like a year or two because she can't walk, and now she's going to the mall again. Right, like that's how fast, and that was just in twenty eight days. Right, well, they actually started to notice improvement within three days of treatment. By the third day of treatment, people reported that they were starting to feel improvement. So, you know, really pretty rapidly symptomatic pain improvement um, correlated over time to more functional improvement and then more regrowth of the nerve fibers over a 28-day cycle. It appeared that even after the 28-day cycle, a fair number of these patients continued to maintain. Obviously, if there's some disease process that's continuing to cause damage, let's say there is some reason you have the peripheral neuropathy, you've got to treat that at the same time, right? So we regrow the nerve fibers, but then if, if there's, there's some insults still being... Yes, and I want and I want to I want to put this up. I want to put this up for that reason because this is an important distinction. Distinction. So what they looked at uh, based on the dose one, four, or eight milligrams for twenty eight days, they saw dramatic changes, as you can see by the upswing 
the the placebo was the red line. They they actually got worse over the over the the, the period of time. They they the other groups all improved both their pain and the density of new nerve growth that seemed to disappear around 40, 56 days. And that's why it drops back down here because after the 28 days, they continued to follow these patients. And a lot of it, that a lot of the, the benefits seemed to be going away. And the good doctor said, maybe they just need, excuse me, longer therapy. And I said to myself, no, you haven't done anything to eliminate the right. insult that causes. So, I mean, hey, look, if your house is on fire and you buy new furniture and put it in, it's going to burn up just like the other furniture did. Right. Yeah. So obviously it's true. The insult, but you know, then a lot of our patients, for instance, you know, chemotherapy induced, you know, we've, we, the, the insult was a while ago. You've already taken away and now they're just living with the consequences of it. So now to have something to offer those people who had some bad disease or cancer, yes. damage the nerve endings. And we have something that said, Hey, we can give you back your life. It is is absolutely amazing, and you know, and that and that nobody even knows about this peptide. I mean, that you know that I, I don't. You know, the cyanide studies were not really. If you got on your blogs about neuropathic pain, people were talking about it. But you know, but the fact that it's just no doctor you would mention it to knows anything about it is remarkable to me. When we have something that's so incredibly important to us. Yeah, and, I mean, do you, do you, do you is that just because, and in, in, I don't often defend doctors, but I have so many doctors that I love and I'm friends with that I almost feel compelled to say, well, a lot of them maybe, you know, is part of it the whole standard of care cage that doctors live in, you think? I, I, I would like to defend doctors. I am one, but, <laughs> but I, I think... I, I think that is a little bit of it. A little bit of it is, a, is that doctors tend to be very set in their ways, and it's very, very hard to change most physicians. There's a few few doctors, and you'll see them in the you know, people you talk to. And fortunately, we're preaching. You're you're preaching to the choir. That you know, I, I work with very conservative partners in my orthopedic practice who don't want to hear any of this stuff. They don't take the time to read new things or learn new things. What they're doing is working. You know, they're replacing a hip. They're doing this. They're throwing up their hands to peripheral neuropathy and saying, well, there's nothing you can do. And, I, you know, part of it is that you, know, you can't do this kind of medicine in 10 minutes and 15-minute appointments. Part of it is you have to spend a lot of time learning. You have to spend a lot of time reading. I mean, I fall, I don't sleep. You know, I read all night long. And, you know, and, and so I think that that's, medicine is so incredibly slow to change. And, you know, if you look at what we're doing now, it has very little difference to what we were doing 20 years ago. And so I... I, I would like to not fault doctors and say it's all the system, but I think I'm going to fault doctors a little bit, and that doctors need to go out and they need to read and they need to learn and they need to listen to you and they need to, you know, right. and they need to open their minds. I, so. I want I want to take uh, our first commercial break, and when we come back, I want to start to talk about the nature of uh, degradation of the nervous system and and some of the other things it may be tied to that people don't think about. Uh, when they hear people talk, well, the peripheral neuro, oh, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that. But yeah. I, I want to get yeah. into that because the fibromyalgia one is a big one. Yeah, that's huge. It's, yeah. It strikes yeah. almost exclusively women, mm-hmm. and and generally, as we're a rule, what's that? And they're also they're crazy. Yes, <laughs> and, and generally, when it's just women, doctors dismiss them, and it's a horrible right. place to be because yeah. you want to feel better. You just right. want to be back to normal. And, and they're looking at you like, oh, God, it's her again. Like, oh, what, what can I give her today to make her go away? I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. So let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more of the pep talk. Stay tuned. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. 
you'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give Be Strong a try. Go to B-S-T-R-O-N-G.training forward slash super hyphen human and use code SHR for 10% off. If you haven't searched hydrogen water in PubMed yet, you must. Hydrogen-infused water possesses undeniable performance, health, and longevity benefits in the realm of real biohacking. Hydrogen water machines cost hundreds to thousands of dollars. Now you can have the strongest hydrogen-infused water conveniently anywhere you want it thanks to Drink HRW. They make the only legal and clinically validated formula to create hydrogen water instantly. I thought this stuff was BS till I started using it. The effects on my training and my gut are undeniable. I have more energy and I last longer without stims. You have to try Drink HRW Maximum Strength Hydrogen Water Tablets today. Go to h2waternow.com and use the code SHR for 10% off today. Are you still on the fence about Body Protection Complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so it's just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to DrSeeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC, Body Protection Complex, today. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Gutro. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of having. Started out at 2 milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at 8 years old. and So I stopped using benzos 3 years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about 3 years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full bull out panic attack. The, the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually, in the middle of a panic attack, I can take. And it definitely uh, subsides. Go to DrSeeds.com. That's D-R- R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the Chill Pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Lights so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back. I forgot to say the date. Today is January 17th, 2020. For those of you listening to the show 100 years from now and going, wow. These people really knew what they were talking about. <laughs> uh, I got to read uh, something real quick. Pay a bill. Dr. Seeds ashwagandha is an adaptogenic herb that has been held in high regard for millennia because of its use in medicine. Ashwagandha also helps in the gym, boosting muscle mass and reducing inflammation. Is that inflammation again? Uh, in men, ashwagandha has been shown to increase male fertility and sexual function. In women, ashwagandha has been shown to improve arousal. Dr. Seeds is available in 1,200 milligram doses for women, 1,950 milligram doses for men. And that's a big deal because all the ashwagandha on the market is in 300, 400, or 600 milligrams. It's like it's underdosed. People take one cap. They go, oh, this doesn't work. You can get 15% off of ashwagandha at drseeds.com today by using the code ASH. Uh, Also, check Amazon. Uh, As always, feel free to say it however it comes naturally. Uh, I wasn't supposed to read that part. 
<laughs> no, nah, but they're, they're great. I love Dr. Seeds, and I love the people over at uh, drseeds.com. They make great products that fill important gaps. All right, so let's talk about this. Fibromyalgia. Let's start there because that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is an ideal. If you have a fibromyalgia patient and you've tried, you know, low dose naltrexone and you've tried this and you've tried that and, you know, they're not getting any better. If life sucks, they have to can't work anymore. They, they can't be mothers anymore. Wouldn't it be logical to give this a, a shot? Like they'd probably notice differences pretty quickly. I think so. I think pretty rapidly. I have not yet tried this in my fibromyalgia patients. Um, I, I think that if you look at fibromyalgia, even some of the, the muscle biopsy studies have been done in fibromyalgia, it probably is a type of small fiber neuropathy that creates an allodynia or an abnormal pain response, right? We know that, that neuropathy is not just numbness and tingling and all the things, but it's pain. And sometimes it's a very horrible, sharp pain. And sometimes it's really just this, you know, this weird you know, abnormal pain sensation. So, you know, fibromyalgia patients, you, you touch them a little bit and it hurts, you know. Hyperalgesia. It's horrible. Yeah. Hyperalgesia. You're right. You're right. And there are patients we hate to see as doctors, you know, the, the rheumatologist sent them to me, I send them to somebody else. And because you're like, I don't know what else to do. You know, you can try. Because, because, because the symptoms is, uh, uh, the, the symptoms are symptoms of many other things. It's like, and right. there's no, there's no blood test for fibromyalgia, but here, I, I just put up a study that says, uh, the title of the study is, I'm trying to open it so I can read it, Fibromyalgia and Small Fiber Neuropathy, the Plot Thickens. And basically, the study comes away going that fibromyalgia patients suffer from small fiber degradation. Yeah. So treating it like a small fiber disorder makes more sense than treating it like this amorphous Touchy feely. I don't know what I'm doing, doctor. Right. You know, antidepressants. Yeah. yeah. Antidepressants and all those types of things, which yeah, make it more crazy and more dysfunctional. Um, and so, yeah, here's something that ultimately, you know, may take care of the problem and be somewhat of a cure because it's going to repair those neurons. And we don't know. Maybe we'll have to repeat the course. Maybe, but you know, a six week course of a drug that has no real bad side effects that we can discern. Every drug that we put those patients on has bad side effects. A lot of them are bad for your brain. It's so leading to earlier dementias and things like that. Oh, my you know? God. Like, so I think one of the side effects of Cymbalta is that it can cause movement disorders. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I feel terrible. I don't want to end up with a Parkinson's-like disease from taking my medication. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and... and you know, and, and at worst on chronic opioid therapies for a lot of them. But this is a dysfunctional disease for a lot of women. I, I see being a female in orthopedics, I see a lot of these women because nobody knows what to do with them. Like, well, go see Dr. Yours because she's a woman. Maybe she'll understand you. And, you know, and and I kind of, you know, I, I work them up. I try and figure it out. But now to have something to really offer them, I think I mean, we'll have to do the study, but I think it'll really be be amazing for treating those people. And, and even on a lower grade, I think there's a lot of people who have, you know, they're not frank, they have all the exact symptoms of fibromyalgia, but they just have this just chronic achy pain all the time, right? Yes. So evidence that your nervous system is starting to wear out, like we right. talked about with the car, right? right? Obviously, changes in heart rhythm, just out of the blue, right? All of a sudden, um, you notice that your heartbeat much faster doing little things. I mean, you could be out of shape. I'm talking about if you're in shape. Right. Uh, cha- uh, uh, you've been diagnosed with the AFib not related to a heart valve problem. But even if you have heart valve problems, because remember, everything malfunctions when the electricity that's feeding it starts to go away. I mean, they have brownouts where the whole city is still kind of trying to work, but things aren't working well. Your body can have brownouts, and those brownouts are caused because the, uh, the innervation of the nerves driving those things are getting mm-hmm. weaker and weaker and weaker. And I, I just want to put this one out there, uh, Dr. Yurth, because tell me if, you, if this logic makes sense. Not if you have Frank Gerd. Like, you know, when you drink coffee, you get heartburn. But those out there who have what is called uh, silent Gerd, and this is usually uh, the flavor and your taste in your mouth changed a little bit, but it's nothing, nothing to worry about. You, you know, okay. And then... You get scope one day. Your doctor says, "Well, you've got Barrett's syndrome. Do you suffer from heartburn?" No, I, I don't. I never have heartburn. 
that is the innovation to the esophageal sphincter is is just not staying closed as tight as it used to be. The muscles are getting a little weak, and that little pucker just isn't there anymore. And just a little bit here and there just seeps out of your gut, and all of a sudden you have a disorder. What do you think? I think it certainly makes sense. I think you probably can start putting almost every disease down into a neuroinflammatory piece, right? Yes. We start breaking it down. Hell, it's a, that's aging. The, the, core yeah. of the, the core of the sick aging phenotype is right. the nervous system starts to break down. Right. right. But look at two your call your patients. How many people do you know, and I'm sure this, a lot of your listeners who are these high-level athletes and have had this, they have a disc herniation and they have sciatica and they have surgery. And they take away the disc herniation and they still have horrible sciatica and they still have horrible back pain. Well, why is that? It's because when that disc herniated, it created this horrible neuro, neuroinflammatory process. When I removed that disc, it didn't get rid of the neuroinflammatory process necessarily, right? And so now this ongoing cascade and they still have this chronic pain. I, you know, Interesting. And so, they still, and so if you can shut that down in an early phase, you know, number one, probably a lot of people don't even need the surgery because you could probably shut down the neuroinflammation at stage where the nerve doesn't start getting so traumatized. And, and number two, I think we could treat a lot of those people. So I'm really excited from my, my practice, you know, in orthopedics too, to be able to say, wow, all these people I have who have these really chronic, you know, leg pain and things like that post a spine injury that, you know, we try putting steroids around the nerve. Well, what are steroids doing? They're, they're temporarily blocking an inflammatory process, but that's not doing anything to, to change that process and heal the nerve. So I think we're going to see this as time goes on because we have very limited studies on it yet. We need to start using it in, you know, in all these different populations of people you know, with your fibromyalgia patients, your peripheral neuropathy patients, your, your sciatica patients, your people who have had uh, you know, thoracic outlet syndromes. There, there's all these different things that, that I think we're going to be able to find that we pull this drug into. And, and even you know, we talked about sort of this whole neuroinflammatory. Well, this drug's been shown, I, I mentioned this briefly when you and I talked, to help metabolic control. So oh, we saw yeah. a point drop in hemoglobin A1C in people after 28 days when we're on this medication. So why is that? Why is a drug that's you know that's that's acting like a peripheral erythropoietin and, and works on a repair receptor helping diabetes and helping cholesterol? It's lowering LDL, raising HDL. So you know, you know why is that? You know what exactly? I, I have a the- I have a theory. Yeah. I love your theories, Carl. It's the electrical system to the liver. It's the electrical system to, uh, you know, the liver depends on energy to do its job. And the nervous system is doing, giving the impulses for the the liver to do its job. The pancreas is being fed by the nervous system when it's supposed to squirt out insulin. You know, I think that, and this kind of speaks to what my, I think my real value of this isn't just rescuing people who are living with horrible pain in their lives and mm-hmm. and lack of motor skills because their doctor said, ah, you're just getting old. The, 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 the more insidious side of this is that when organs start receiving brownouts mm-hmm. and they start malfunctioning. So if you, if you are re-collateralizing the nervous system because of this one thing over here, but the entire nervous system is getting a rebuild – Everything's going to start working good again, including your right. brain, your right. eyes, everything. Exactly. I think you're right. I think, you know, as you think about it, you could probably bring everything down to if you can correct the nervous system, if you can get all these little nerves working, can you get the organs functioning better? You need to get muscles functioning better because everything is innervated by nerves, right? And not, our tissues, none of them are independent of our brain sending the nerve message down there. And, you know, neurodegradation or, you know, I was talking about, I have bad Raynaud's syndrome. I get cold, my hands get blue, they get numb. You know, why is that? Well, it's because those little peripheral nerves are not working well. And what else in my body is that going on? Because we know people with Raynaud's have higher risk of cardiovascular disease, right? And so, you know, that process is not, you know, whenever you have somebody who has a bad symptom, when you have numb feet, you can say, oh, it's your numb feet. Where else is your body being affected that might be more critical? Oh, my God. The heart. I mean, let's talk the heart. Brain, um, you know. So this whole this whole process where we where we sort of targeted on, you know, okay, yeah, there's obviously a neuroinflammatory process that's done damage to these peripheral nerves. Okay, your feet are numb. You can live with numb feet, but likely there's just other things going on that you can't. You're not you're not seeing the results of yet. So I think we need to be more aggressive at treating these people 
not just to help with their pain, but potentially to make their them overall healthier. I, I've said on this show uh, half a dozen times or more that the nervous system is the canary in the mind. The nervous yeah. system is the most sensitive, the most delicate, and the most important, really, when you think about it, right? Because you can say the heart is the most important, but it depends on the nervous system to beat. Right. And you can say the brain is the most important. Yeah, but it depends on the nervous system to, to right. work. So I've always said when you start developing neurological issues, this is just evidence that something is really going wrong. That tissue gets attacked first, and that's mm -hmm. your early warning system to stop doing mm -hmm. what you're doing. But most people don't know what's doing it in the first place. Right. Right. So th th this, yeah. I think that this this peptide has some of the most the potential pleiotropic benefits, not just from managing pain and and fixing the nervous system, but literally. And I hate to say this because as soon as I say this, like, oh, it's but have a more anti aging effect on you than any six peptides you're taking right now. You know, it, you, you showed that that walking test, right? Remember, one of the things that's predictive of your age, how well you're aging. And how long you're going to live. Walking tests, how fast you walk, how long you're going to live. Right. And you can directly measure longevity based on somebody doing a speed walk test. And, and you just showed that the peptide actually improved speed walk. So you're right. Are we actually going to, you know, if, if we're saying that is a really good correlation, you just changed that. I, I'm thinking about this peptide and my nipples are hard right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I want this peptide. I want to start taking it right away because I do have some of these age-related degradations. Yeah. And I think that I can not only reverse them, but I think that I can actually – I think I can make my body more youthful. So right. what, what, would would the um, four milligram a day be a good place since so it's kind of – Four milligram sub-Q injections a day appears to be – if you looked at that little graph, eight milligrams did not work as well as four. So more is not better in this peptide. Right. Four milligrams a day. We've we've been doing it for about a thirty day course. Uh, you know, right now that the studies sort of pan out that a thirty day course is going to to give a lot of the power. It's going to do a lot of rebuilding. I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't know that we know like a lot of peptides exactly. So, will you do another retreatment at you know at three months or six months? I think that's going to be a little trial and error for us to figure out. Um, it's a very new peptide. I mean, Taylor Made is the only people making it right now that I know of. Uh, unless you can get, I guess, in some of the trial study of the cybenetide. But, the, um, you know, right now it's been a little bit limited in supply for us. So, you know, we're, we're kind of slowly trickling it in when we can get it. And I I'm, I am so excited by this peptide. We have a guy right now, um, myself and my peptide expert, Brian, who had horrible kind of sciatic nerve damage from from uh, radiation treatment for lymphoma. And, you know, and, and, and nothing really we've done. We've put them on every peptide we can think of, really. You know, a lot of, you know, dihexin, cerebralisin, and all these neural peptides. Nothing really has touched it. I think this peptide may be the answer for him. You know, so I think that there's going to be so many people that we can touch with this. But I, I think you're right. It'll be really interesting. I'm, so I'm, exci I'm excited. I, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, contact Taylor Maid later today. And uh, ask my doctor. Still about it. I mean, I'm still waiting to get some. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no. I mean, if it's that scarce. So, um, <laughs> can you give me an idea of what a round generally costs a patient? It's a, so about a four week course is about eleven hundred dollars. So it is not cheap. But um, if you have, but if you have an HSA and you pay with your HSA, right. you're kind of. You know, so I, I tell all my patients, listen, you know, max out your HSA. Get a high high deductible plan. Max out your HSA. That's what you're going to want to use. Max out your FSAs and HSAs because that's what you're going to want to be using in medicine. You know, your medical plan is not going to pay for most of the stuff. Quite frankly, that's going to be saving your life. That's going so to work. To work I know. We have to get people out of this insurance based model where they're like, "Oh, insurance doesn't cover it. I'm not going to do it because insurance doesn't cover most of the things that are actually going to cure you." Um, this being one of them, uh, you know. And and the nice thing about this one, I mean, we have a lot of peptides that are costing people a thousand dollars a month. This is a peptide that, yeah, it's a thousand dollars for. But once you do that treatment, you've made a huge gain that you're going to sustain. So one of the nice things about it, I think, is that it, you know, you can do one course and see substantial benefit. And like I said, within a few days, substantial benefit. I think it'll be interesting to see if you know how long are people maintain it. Is it the two to three years that we that we've sort of seen, or do we retreat? I, it's a safe peptide. I think it is going to be a little a little bit cost prohibitive, but. You know, I, 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 have, I have an idea for how therapy should 
be performed for people. Well, let's do this. Let's take uh, my last commercial break, and when we come back, let's talk about that, okay? Okay. All right, stay tuned. Redcon One is one of the fastest-growing supplement companies in the world today. That's because they produce supplements that deliver on their promises. From their flagship pre-workout Total War to their innovative whole food MREs and bars. Now you can get the deepest discount ever offered to any audience anywhere. Use code SHR and get 25% off all Redcon One products today. SHR and 25% off. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com. Do you use protein powder? Then you'll want to hear this. Thrive Protein is the single best protein blend in the world, built around what Mother Nature put into mother's milk. Thrive Protein is the first human-appropriate protein blend. There's just too much in Thrive to list in this commercial. That's why I'm challenging you to compare your current protein to Thrive. Get your current protein and go to thrivprotein.com and see how your protein's label stacks up to Thrive. For a limited time, get three pounds of Thrive for $59.95, including shipping inside the USA. That's thrivprotein.com and code COMPARE. Get ready to experience protein envy. There's lots of CBD products out there, and there's lots of misinformation, too. If you want the best CBD product available and the way to use it to improve athletic performance, there is only one choice, Vanga CBD. Vanga CBD is five times more bioavailable than other products, and you feel it faster. But more importantly, the folks at Vanga have identified the best way to use it for athletic performance. Go to superhumanradio.net today and download your free copy of the Endurance Athlete's Guide to CBD. Use code SHR10 and save 10% off at VengaCBD.com. That's V-E-N-G-A-C-B-D.com. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back to the pep talk here at Superhuman Radio. Okay, so what if... What if this was a, a type of therapy, right? So you do the four milligrams a day for anywhere from four to eight weeks uh, to kind of uh, push the pendulum back as far as you can mm-hmm. while at the same time doing a very thorough uh, inflammatory marker uh, lab work before the, before the therapy so you have a, 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 a starting point. And then you can do one through the therapy to make sure that the other things you're doing to complement the resolution of, and you know, basically you you got to extract the insult. You got to look at the person's diet. You got to look at all these things. You got to maybe have them supplement with certain things that we know 
uh, good resolving type things. Uh, maybe address some pathways with the, re- the the lab work. But you get you get them into a place where they're 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 at a, a neutral point where they're not going to damage any more nerves, but they're not going to grow anything. And you introduce a four to eight week therapy and watch them thrive. And then maybe once they're at that point, you check their uh, inflammatory markers one more time and make sure that things are still where they belong. And you send them on their way. You say, look, if you keep eating the way you're eating, you keep taking your supplements, you, you, should, you, you should be right where you are. You're not going to get any worse. But if your lifestyle starts getting wonky again, all bets are off. And then you have them come in once every six months and you, you, you say, hey, you, how you walking, how you feeling, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And take some inflammatory markers, go, okay, you're fine. If not, they, they're starting to creep up. You put them back on some sort of a prophylactic dose of maybe, you know, I don't know, two milligrams a day because you don't have that much collateral damage to clean up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I think it's a tough one because, you know, I, you know, by the time I would get them to this peptide, usually I've worked them up. I've corrected all their nutrient deficiencies. Oh. I they have normal inflammatory markers. I've, I've kind of done all that, and they're still symptomatic. Sometimes I don't know why. Sometimes it's, you can explain it. They had chemotherapy. They had some kind of toxic exposure. They have di- you know, diabetes that, is, you know, that did the damage, and you can get their diabetes under better control. But a lot of these patients are coming into me, and their, you know, their C-reactive proteins and all their inflammatory markers are not elevated. And I'm not really sure why. I mean, I would say that about you and I, right? Well, okay, what exactly? Why are my feet numb? Why do I have bad red nodes? I don't really know that. I, you know, my inflammatory markers are really low. I eat a really clean diet. I take tons of supplements and peptides. I exercise regularly. Why? And, and so I think there's people like me and, and like you who and I, I think that I will get great gains out of doing it. I haven't tried it yet. I think I'll get great gains. I think it will do some repair. Now, the question is, how long will that maintain? I don't know because I'm not really sure. I think there might be more to the story of why do we have this problem. I, I think as we get into, uh, you, you know, I, I told you before, we're working with a company here in Boulder, Colorado called Somalogics where we measure proteins in blood. Maybe we can get refine this better because maybe you and I have a little bit of an, some type of abnormal protein, mm-hmm. that, you know, that – that we can epigenetically now modify it. I don't know. So I think that there's going to be a group, you're right. We know what's caused it. Yes, we, we treat the problem. We get, you know, and then we get, do this peptide, and then you follow them, and as long as everything stays good, we don't need to retreat them. And right. I think it's a group of you and I that maybe we're going to have to kind of, you know, retreat periodically. I don't know that yet. It'll be interesting to see, and that's going to be sort of self-experimentation and experimentation on some of our patients with that. Um, I do hope that as we are able to, to discern more and more these little proteins out of our blood and say, wow, that, that person who has that Raynaud's, they all have this similarity. Not there yet, but I think we will be. So I, I, I think it's going to be right now we treat, we see how far we get with it, and we follow, and then maybe we retreat. And, you know, and I do the same thing, for instance, treating arthritis in joints with pentosin polysulfate. I have a group that I do a six-week course. They're great. I have a group who I do a six-week course, and they're great for a little while, and they start downsliding, and I have to treat them again. So I, I think that, that we're going to have to sort of play with this a little bit and see what that, what that is. Not, I'm not sure the consistent dose is realistic either financially or whether how much good it's going to do. The two milligrams, at least in the early studies, didn't show a whole lot of improvement. I think the four milligrams is probably going to be the therapeutic dose. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those things we're going to have to figure out as time goes on. You know, and yeah. As you know, some of the peptides we've been using a long time, we still don't quite know the ideal dosing on, right? Right. But at, but at least the nice thing about this is that there was no LD50. There was no, yeah. like, this is, this is like, if, you, if it's not like, oh, if you take too much of this, it's destroying other parts of your body and like, oh. you, you got to limit the therapy length. Th- this does no real harm. Exactly. It does no harm. In fact, by, by all accounts, it appears to have other health benefits, right? So it, it appears that there's nothing but good to come of it. By repeating doses, I think, except financially, right? That that, that there's 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 you know, long term benefits. Um, there's a supplement that that Salk Institute has been investigating called J one forty seven. That is a it's, it's a curcumin like molecule mm-hmm. that appears to maybe also have some really significant works on the mitochondrial function, but it appears to have some significant neuroregenerative properties. Certainly less expensive. So maybe we find things like that that we can do in between and then do these more powerful things, you know, periodically through time. Well, and let's, let's, let's also throw – might as well throw it in. But if you're raising IGF-1, you're raising fibroblast sure. growth factor. 
And if sure. you're raising fibroblast growth factor, you're, you're creating an environment fertile for new nerves to grow. So obviously, you could take this along with the growth hormone secretagogue. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think you're probably going to do that in most of your patients. You're probably trying, you know, and I, and I think then you're right. Maybe once you do the course of the ERA, that, you know, the ERA-290, that, that then maybe the growth hormone secretagogues have more benefit to you in terms of, of the nerve stuff. I mean, I, I've been doing growth hormone secretagogues for a long time. They've definitely helped. They haven't cured me. So, you know, and or you, right? You still have this and your family has this obviously some type of familial right. hereditary. I, I have the I have theories. I looked at my sister uh and and I think that uh I, I suspect that we have a sensitivity to iron accumulation because yeah. all this happened when my sister went through uh, menopause, she stopped menstruating, she always ate steak. Um I think my symptoms, my father always ate, you know, that side of the family, they always ate beef and red meat. You know, and I, I actually think that my genes probably want me to be more Mediterranean-like, more fish and, 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 and poultry. Um, but I really, you know, the, the things that could be causing the nerve damage in the first place could be things that drive demyelination. Iron drives demyelination. Iron, iron is an irritant to nerves. It, it just it just irritates them, and then blood flow starts to become restricted to them, and boom. No, you and I talk about that a lot. That you know, I see patients all the time who are taking iron. I'm like, why are you taking iron? I said, oh, well, my doctor told me I needed iron. I you don't need iron. I mean, very few people need iron. Um, you know, so I think that's a huge problem in our society. Yeah. Almost everybody that I measure ferritin levels are, they're at the upper 400s. It's not where I want them for longevity. It's not where I want them for neural health or brain health. You know, so I, I, I think that that's, that probably is a, an underlooked at thing in terms of people who have neural dysfunction. Uh, you know, but then I think there's, you know, like the fibromyalgia crowd, what are they? I think there's something genetic there. There's probably something yeah. autoimmune there. Um, and, and like you and I said, I think that right now, I mean, this will be a fun peptide to play with because I think we can start seeing a lot of these diseases that we're not getting to the bottom of, you, you know, um, we may be able to start targeting, looking at them more as neural dysfunction than looking at the end organ dysfunction that they create. I, I think I think that the, the nervous system is implicated in, in, in every single disease, including cancer. I mean, it, the nervous system... I, I said it again. It's the electrical system of the body. Without you, you take that one thing away, and your heart doesn't function, your organs don't function, mitochondria don't function. You know, people talk about all oh, the mitochondrial theory of aging. Well, you take the nervous system out, and the mitochondria, and that they stop spinning. They're not spinning anymore. You know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And unfortunately, what's happened in medicine? We're also subdivided. You know, oh, you only look at the kidney, and you only look at the the, the knee, and you know, and so we're all subdivided that. And, and, you know, who do you have really looking at the nervous system? You have the neurologist, but they're really interested in Parkinson's MS and, you know, and those diseases. And the peripheral, if you send a peripheral neuropathy patient to the neurologist, they do a very basic workup and they go, mm, yeah, most of these are idiopathic. I mean, we have no idea what causes them and, you know, good luck. So, you know, we don't have anybody who's looking at this in this kind of depth. Um, and that's it. That's going to be, you know, time and you know, and, and people searching out the doctors who will look, you know, work with them on this stuff and encourage, you know, you guys out there who have this kind of stuff to find doctors who, who are more progressive. Listen to, you know, listen to Carl. He, he talks to these people. He knows the people out there who are doing this. He's happy to answer your questions. But I think that, you know, you know, at Border Longevity Institute, we try and pride ourselves on saying, listen, we, we are keeping abreast of this stuff. I mean, these peptides are coming, you know, right? This peptide's really new. And, Unless you're at these conferences, unless you're getting on International Peptide Society and, and reading every day and looking at this stuff, you, you don't, you know, you don't know what's out there. You don't know how to help your patients. So you've got to find a doctor. You've got to seek out both for your or find the information yourself, but find somebody who's going to work with you. I mean, I think your doctor should be a team with you and you, you know, and be willing to work with you on this. So can you can you, you know, work? Do you work with people remotely, uh, Doctor Yurth? Yeah, I'm licensed in about thirty different states, so we have tons of clients out of state. So, you know, basically we just Zoom conference just like this. We sit there and talk. Um, you know, we sit down with people just like we do here in the office. You know, we work them up if they haven't been worked up. But our goal is to really work with our clients. We're not going to say, yeah, that's stupid. You know, that you're not going to give you error 290 because, you know, we know nothing about it. And I'm so frustrated, you know, that, and that's why I'm licensed in 30 states is because you really can't find a lot of people. There's, you know, as you know, a handful of doctors who are learning this stuff and who are keeping abreast of it. And the, the, 
you know, the podcasts on pep cut dives that are out there aren't deep diving into things very well. I think that they're, you know, they're, they, you know, and, and that needs to be done too. I'm not going to downplay that. I love that, that people are talking and love, you know, that, that we're getting this information out there. But we need to also have people understand that there is some really cool stuff that, you know, that you need to understand exactly how to use and it's available. And then like this, like thinking outside the box on these diseases like fibromyalgia that you just found this article. Fibromyalgia is probably a small fiber neuropathy. Right. Novel, right? How right. many people listening to this podcast are like, geez. Never yeah, because that. because they're being told by their doctor, Cymbalta, Gabapentin, that t- be talk, tell them to, to use uh, drugs that befuddle the brain. So you just ignore the pain more. The right. pain doesn't go away. It's like yeah. you feel so sick that the pain is the least of your worry. You're right. Exactly. You know? That's it's a horrible way to treat people. I'm sorry. It, it's not it's not nice. And, you know, there's a lot of doctors out there who, who one day they develop a disorder and they go, wow. Like this is how we this is how we treat patients. This is how they feel. That that's the moment that they go. There's got to be a better way. I know a lot of doctors who cured their own disorders mm-hmm. and ended up changing medicine uh, uh, because they because they finally realized what people are going through. Yes, right now. yes. And, and, you know this really sucks. I mean, no, you're you're really you're really right. That you know actually what got me into a lot of you know I I. I I've been doing this kind of medicine now for 17 years, but really what got me into it is I developed an autoimmune disease. It was autoimmune liver disease. My liver started to do this function. I was like, you know, needed a liver transplant and nothing traditional medicine was doing. So I started getting into learning about all these other things that you could do and, you know, and cured myself. And that's what really got me into it. So I do think you're right from a personal approach. A lot of us get into this because, because we sort of look at, at, wow, you know, regular medicine. Look, look at, look at Dr. Terry Walls. She was a professor in university. She was in private practice. She developed MS. She went from walking and riding her bicycle around campus to having to have people push her in a wheelchair. And she did a deep dive and came up with what is basically the Walls Protocol. And she's back to walking and riding her bike again. Now, if she would have just let herself be treated the way medicine was doing it at that point in time, she would have ended up on a bunch of drugs and she'd probably be dead today because once you can't, once you become prisoner in your body, you, you have no, you, there's no hope. You lose hope entirely. Yeah, right. but, but her approach to fixing, and this is an interesting one too, her approach to fixing her disease, MS, is virtually almost the same exact approach that Dr. Dale Bredesen uses to reverse yeah. Alzheimer's. They don't know each other. They didn't work together, but they yeah, both they arrived at this whole, and, 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 and it's a lifestyle. It's right. sleep. It's right. hormones. It's all these things that we talk about, we've been talking about on the show for 14 right. friggin' years now. Right. And, you know? And actually, you got to fix all that stuff, right? But you can fix all that stuff and still have issues. And, I, and that's a huge frustration because, you know, when you, when you are, when you're living your life by this kind of, okay, I'm doing everything right, I'm doing this, and why am I still not getting better? And so you, and you sort of, and then people, and, and people get, your patients get so frustrated too because the doctors just, a lot of times don't believe that they're not doing the things that maybe would make them better, right? I had people, you know, who, 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 you know, the doctors just don't believe that they're eating right, you know, and it's, it's not their issue. They, they are. Yeah, so you know, these, these fibromyalgia patients and they, you know, the doctors, oh, you got to exercise. You gotta they say, I am. The doctor's like, right, you're not. Right. You know, so, so here we have something now where we can, you know, and that's what peptides are going to allow us to do with everything eventually. We just have to stay abreast and have people, you know, have you know, pharmacies like TaylorMade that are really willing to put themselves out there and, and look at these new things and develop them. And, you know, and hopefully we'll be able to keep doing this for almost every disease. But I'm, this is going to be fun. So for the women in the audience who have fibromyalgia, how do you do you cover Kentucky by by any chance? Um, I have to look at my license. I, okay, I, okay. So for the for the for the women in the audience who are suffering from fibromyalgia, because I predict that they would be the ones most likely to to look into something because they've been told live with it. Right. How do they reach you? So if they just get on our website, borderlongevity.com. All the information is there. They can sign up and request a little 15-minute, you know, conference and, you know, and get the information. My staff's used to this. We have people, again, from all over the country. So if you just get on the website, boylongevity.com, and and fill out a little form, we'll either call you back or, you know, give us a call. Um, and, and like I said, we set up a Zoom conference with you just like this. We can get, the, the, get you the peptides. We can actually order the labs you need. 
we'll work with you. And, and it's actually very simple to work. It, you don't need to be in front of somebody to do this. But I would encourage, you know, just not, I, I, the fibromyalgia people are one group, the peripheral neuropathy people, people with horrible brain nodes, people who have horrible back pain and sciatic pain. Uh, I think this is a, like I said, this is a, this this drug will eventually get to everybody. You know, sabenitide will eventually get there, but who knows when? I mean, it's it, it's going to be caught up in the FDA, you know, red tape for a while. And so we we have this ability to to get this, and um, it's it, it's going to be something. I think if you have a disease process that right now you're thinking as you listen to you and I talk, Carl, wow, maybe this would be something that I could try a six week course. And you know, it's not going to hurt you to try it. It's if it doesn't yeah. fix you, it, it was that wasn't your base problem. But it's, it doesn't. Right. It's not going to hurt you to try. Uh, Steve uh, Wolfington, I don't know. I put that at the bottom. It's sabinitide or right. ARA two ninety. The ARA is the uh, the beginning of the the company that uh, that designed or found discovered this uh, peptide is uh, Arium. 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 That's where the ARA comes from. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's the peptide, and that's the one to look for. I, I'm I'm looking to use it because I really believe that it's not only going to help me with the uh, neuropathy that I have developed, yeah. but I got a feeling it's going to upgrade my wire harness completely. <laughs> and yeah. I'll go from being an old, broken down jalopy back to a sports car again. <laughs> no, it's, you know, we we always experiment ourselves first, right? You know, and and there's very few peptides that I would ever recommend to my patients that I have not tried, and there's a few. But it, you know, you and I will experiment with this, and we'll try it, and we'll sort of see it, and we'll try a second dose and a second course, and we'll see, and we'll be able to get you more information. So you and I will revisit, and retalk, and put another podcast out in another four months, and say, hey, this have is where we're at. to report, uh, Doctor Yurt. Thanks so much for making time and coming thanks, on the show uh, to talk about this. Okay. Uh, I always love talking to you. All right. Thank you. Take care. And this is Friday, which means I am off tomorrow, so uh, we'll see you Monday. We have great – we have a open season on men next week. I don't remember if it's Monday or Wednesday, but we're going to talk about the dropping testosterone levels in the population today, where it's coming from, and why isn't anyone worried about it. Uh, it's a very, very important discussion. We'll talk to you Monday. Uh, thanks for listening and watching today. Thank you.